All right. Um, family, it's an honor and a privilege to uh, be here again this morning to minister the word. And um, there are some fundamental things I'm going to talk about this morning. I'm trusting that you've got your pens and paper and whatever you brought, notebooks ready. These things are fundamental and they're keys. I was saying to my um, young boy this morning, we're talking about something at home, and which I was not happy about this morning. And I was saying to him, listen, if you can listen carefully, you will never be in trouble. Listening is an important thing. If you don't have an ear that hears, you will be struggling all your life when God has already given you the answers. The answers for your problems are in a church service. I said to the Lord, why are they, the Lord, I said to the Lord, but why are some of these people, I drive and I see some of them are begging on the road, some of them are sleeping under bridges, some of them are on the streets, you know, doing a whole lot of bad things. And the Lord said to me that, and I said to the Lord, but don't you love these people? And God says that I love them so much that I established churches like the one you pastor. And he says to me, the answers for them to come out of that pipe they were sleeping under last night is in the church. That's where the answers are. The answers to your marriage are in the church. You come with questions and they are answered, but listening is important. So I pray this morning that as you are hearing the word, Satan doesn't keep you busy with daydreaming. Amen. So let's pray about that. Father, we remove every daydreaming spirit from hell that will cause people not to be alert. We rebuke you, we bind you, and we send you pecking this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The Lord has given me some significant keys, and one thing I do as a minister, I never preach things that I don't leave. That's why I always believe, God, that if you come and speak on this pulpit, you must be exemplary and living that lifestyle. That lifestyle should have, not worked, it should have worked for you because this is, is not a show, it's not a motivational gathering. Here we are dealing with real power here. It is possible to speak about the principles of God and still lack the power thereof. We don't only speak about the principles, we are speaking about the power of the word of God. And that power must work in your life. There are things that God is speaking to me about this year. By the time I hit December, these are significant, big things. And the Lord has been talking to me about these things. And they are only going to materialize as I obey God. I have made up my mind this year is a year that I'm going to obey God like a crazy person. Somebody says you've lost your mind. Yes, I have. I've got the mind of Christ. The Bible says. So I lost my mind a long time ago. Amen. We had been talking about the key number two, which is family business. God gave me four keys to inheritance this year. There are people here that are suffering financially and God told me it's not even so. Even your body healing, you ought not to be suffering with sickness and disease and poverty and lack. When you got born again, you came into a new kingdom. This kingdom has given you keys that are going to help you to come out of those ailments. You might sit here today with a sickness. I understand that. But Jesus said in Matthew 16, 19, I've given you keys to the kingdom. 
These keys help you open door, a door to healing, open your door to money, open your door to good relationships, open your door to your future and to the vision that God has put for your generation. They are keys God has given each one of us to walk in. If we don't understand how to open these doors, we will be in church but yet still defeated. You do not win because you are in church. You win because you understand the keys of the kingdom. Amen. These keys are very significant. Now, I spoke key number two, and God has given me a few things on key number two. Key number two was that God created us for family business, or God wants, is ad adopted us to become born again for family business. What business is God in? God is a businessman. His business is getting souls saved. God is in a soul-saving business. God is, not, God is not in it to make you rich. How you become rich is because you have now taken his business as your business. When you make his business your business, he has to finance you so that you can get to his business. Because no soldier goes to war at his own expense. No soldier has to go and board an aeroplane when he wants to go and bomb those cities down there. If you, if you are a soldier, everything you have is provided by your government. They provide your fuel, they provide the house you live in, they provide, depending on your rank, you are provided for. And your rank is based on your capacity that you are going to have to, to work your capacity to become a person who believes God. Now, on key number two, the things that God has been talking to me about on family business, these are very significant keys, and these keys have helped me to come out of poverty and to go into. There are certain areas we are going into. There's a building we are looking at even at the moment, and I'm talking to God about it. The building is 800 million rand. But the Lord said to me, it doesn't matter what the cost is. It's not my business. When last if my business... Um, when last has one of my workers come to work with their own computer? Not one person who works for us, and I've got several people, not one person who works for us ever brought equipment to work. We've got to close to 20 people that, that we employ. Not one of those people has ever brought any equipment to work. If I want to build a church for Jesus, and I mean business, I don't have to use my own money to build the church. Jesus will provide the money for that church. Jesus said to Joshua, when you go and you fight these people in the book of Numbers, you can read it there all over the Bible, it says, don't think it's your swords and your bows and your arrows that gave you victory. Even though you fought with your swords, it's not the sword that gave you the victory. I'm the one that gave you victory in any case. Now hear me nicely. If you go and you buy a building, it's not your deal that made the building possible. It's the vision of the Father that made that building possible for you to have, not you. So, we're going to a slide that says we can't claim to love God without loving what he loves. We can't claim to love God without loving what he loves. Um, let's go to John um, 21 from verse 15 to 17. John 21, 15 to 17 in the New Living Translation. Here, um, we, we've got a situation here where, where, um, John, where Peter, you know Peter, how Peter was. And Simon Peter wanted to go back to fish. He wanted to go back to his earthly business. After, you know, Jesus has risen from the dead and, and, and everybody was feeling so down. And Peter said, well, I'm going to go back to, to um, you know, to do my business. Then Jesus comes from the resurrection from the dead and Jesus appears at the beach and they didn't realize that it was Jesus. 
So here, you can read the whole thing to understand the whole story, but I want to read from here because of time. It says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? How many of you know that Peter loved Jesus? Why does Jesus have to ask Peter this question? Because Jesus already knew Peter loves him. But Peter asked, Jesus asked him the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then Jesus said, the capital proof that shows that you really love me is not lip service, is the ability that you're going to become part of feeding my lambs. In other words, reach out to the souls that are lost if you really love me. Jesus told him. Verse 16. Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Jesus doesn't want lip service. Oh, I love you so much, Lord. Your capital proof of your love for Jesus is, is seen in the excuses or the lack of excuses you make. Because there are so many excuses we can make. Okay? Do you love me? Then take care of my sheep. Now, the question you have to ask God, in 2021, how many sheep did you actually reach out to and take care of? Because the measure of how many sheep you reached out to and the measure of how many sheep you t have taken care of is the measure of how much you love God. Selah, let it sink. How many, how, many, how many people have you reached out at work? How many people have you reached out at the shop? How many people have you reached out at the text ring? How many people have you reached out in your own family, those that are your folks? How many have you reached out with, with Jesus? Because Jesus said, the only way you know you love me is when you announce me to other people so that they can come to me. That's the only way. My goodness, it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Verse 17. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Third time, number three. Peter was heard that Jesus asked the question a third time. You also be heard. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. You're going to fish here. You've got your boat parked right there on the shore. And you're busy fishing. And my sheep are dying. Feed my sheep. This is a key God gave me. He says, one of the master keys to increase this year, I'll give people properties they didn't buy. I'll give them wisdom they never had. I'll give them assets they never thought they would have. If they make feeding my sheep in that household a priority, give the Lord a hand of praise and your loudest amen in the house. Hallelujah. People want to hear motivational messages. God is about to bless you. They say, listen, God is not a genie. He's not a, God is not a, 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 you know, what do you call it? Like, like a, one of those machines that the, where you put money and, you know, what do you call that? What a stock failure. No, not a stock failure. Slot machine. Yeah, okay, yeah, slot machine. God is not a slot machine. How you know slot machines? God is not a slot machine. <laughs> where you throw in the money at the casino and you just pull and the money comes out. Listen, God is a father. That's why we spoke about sonship. God gave me the first case, adoption and sonship, to let you know that you are not dealing with some, some system or some principles. You are dealing with a real person. Okay? So here, 
I want to show you Luke 15 uh, from verse 3 to 7 because the scripture has been used by the devil in the church. And the ministers thought they were preaching it and they've, and they've done it. I've heard them preach this. Luke 15, um, Luke chapter 15 from verse 3 to 7. I'm going to ask you, I didn't give it to you guys, but I, I don't know if you guys don't mind to go there. I know it's maybe, it's something that you, um, I completely forgot to give them there at the back, but it's, let me see if I can find it. Luke um, 15, 3 to 7. It's a very, very powerful scripture. Well, there, there they are. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Um, can, can, can we do it maybe in the New Living? Is it possible to do it in the New Living translation? Okay. So Jesus told them this story. Now, if you read the, the KJV to say this parable, a parable is an earthly story that has got a heavenly meaning, as you know. Okay. So now, if a man has hundred sheep and one of them gets lost... If a man has hundred sheep, now in the, in the King James, it talks about a man had hundred sheep. But if a man has hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? Now wait there. I want you to hear this because the church has preached this in a wrong way and I'm correcting it today. It has been spoken as this hundred sheep are people in a church that are born again. So this hundred born again people, one of them backslides and he leaves church. So he's saying, leave the ones that were in church and go look for the one that was born again before. Now go find him and bring him back so that your membership can stay right. It's not talking about membership. This is talking about the earth. This is the earth. This man had hundred. This man is God who had his sheep. All human beings alive is his sheep. Every person that was put on earth is God's people. It's his people. So here he's saying, now, this man realized that out of those that were lost, he managed to get 99 in. But there were still more that were outside that were lost. How do I know this? I know this by what he says in verse in the next verse, watch what he says. And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner. This could not have been a born again person. He would not have been called a lost sinner. He would have been called a backslidden Christian. So this is a lost sinner. Jesus says there is more joy in heaven for one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and heaven strayed away. So in other words, heaven will do everything in its power to get one lost sinner back home. You don't need 20 people to get sinners saved. On your own, you can go and get people born again. You don't need a stage. You don't need a mic. You don't need speakers. You just need you because your testimony is big enough. What has God done for you last year? What has God done for you three months ago? What has God done for you this month end? What has God done for you? Some of you were declared nobodies five years ago. You are sitting in here today and you are looking good. Some of you are declared dead five years ago. Look at you today. People wonder how did you get here? All those that thought you were going to fail, they are singing, how did you get here? Nobody seems to be here. How did you get here? 
I, I, written, I wrote you out five years ago. I wrote you out ten years ago. I wrote you out seven years ago. You are never going to amount to anything. You are never going to get the money. You are never going to get the house. You are never going to get the babies. You are never going to get the marriage. But five years later, God has given you everything that you ever needed. Give the Lord your shoutest, loudest praise in the house. Hallelujah. My goodness. That's your testimony. You, you're waiting for spiritual growth, and that's fine. You're waiting for a foundational course. That's fine. The foundational course you have is the fact that what God has done for you. You are your biggest testimony. When you are telling that lady at work who's telling you that I don't know what to do, when you are telling her about what Jesus has done for you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You're going to make me hoop this morning. <laughs> you know the only when I think about Jesus and what he's done for me <laughs> I, can, I can tell you you see you're always looking for a new thing for a new thing but if you look at what Jesus has done for you some of you you'd have lost your work lost your mind but today you are sitting in the church and you are sane and you are well and you are healed and you are good you drove yourself here how many of you, the devil told you, you know, you're going to lose your car. You want to have food by now. You were worrying about stuff last year in December. When December began, you were wondering, what am I going to do for Christmas? Guess what? It's 30 January. Your rent is paid. If, watch this. This morning, you drove yourself to church. You closed your own self. You ate whatever you ate, and you are full, and you are sitting here, and you are hearing me preach. Give God praise for his goodness and for who he is. Hallelujah. God is a good God. God is a good, good God. That's your testimony before the people. That's your testimony. It's your testimony. You know, this is amazing. When Pastor Lee and I started this ministry, we did not come to start a church. We were just talking about what God has done for us. We just wanted to tell our story. I just want to let people know how an ugly guy like me would get a beautiful girl like that. And I was like, God is a good God. Hallelujah. That was my testimony those days. People said, she's, she's colored, he's black. We're going to see how their children are going to look like. People used to talk and jeer and sneer about us. We go to places, family meetings. People used to jeer, how is their children going to look like? Maybe their children are going to be so ugly. Then when I went to pray and I asked the Lord, God, you are my source. Now when I looked at them, when they came out and I saw how beautiful they were, I was like, that's my testimony. God is a good God. Hallelujah. Ah, my goodness. God is a good God. What makes you think God can fail you? Don't listen to the... I'm going to show you here that Satan can never get to a person who's a soul. I'm going to prove to you in the Bible. He will threaten you, but he cannot get to you. People had written me out. One guy wrote me out and they ran me out and they happened to visit me, you know, at my place of residence. And they came there that time, you know, we reconciled on the whatever issue it was and they came to visit me. And when they were there and they looked up at everything and they were busy brying there and looked around and they say, what did you do to get here? How are you doing it? I just had to look on the side a little bit and give a smile and look back and say, God is a good God. <laughs> Let me tell you, God is a good God. You see, this is the thing. You are holding such testimonies and you are doing yourself a disservice by keeping quiet. 
Now, next slide. The very heartbeat of a truly converted soul is the ability to love. The very heartbeat of a truly converted soul is the ability to love. Listen to me very carefully. You need to test your heart for love. If you're still segregating against people who don't look like you, or they're white, or they're black, or they're this color, they're that color, and that's your speech even in your house, you are still abiding in death. That's why in this church, you see this everyone color. It doesn't matter who you are. I, in fact, I don't even see it. It doesn't matter if you are green, blue, yet. Even if Shrek was faithful, you'll be here. And it's green. Together with Fiona, they'll come here, they'll be, they'll be, both of them will be serving. They'll be green ogres, green people. The very essence of a truly converted soul is the ability to love. Let's go to 1 John 3.14. My God, I need to accelerate. What can I do, Father? I've got so much, I've got so much wisdom for some of these things. It's amazing. Okay, 1 John 3.14. If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to life, but a person who has no love is still dead. This is true, family. If you are still not loving, why is this key in family business? If you don't understand, if the love of God is not shed abroad in your heart, you can't go and reach out to another soul because you're thinking about yourself the whole time. What about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? You've got so much self-love that you don't love other people. Love of other people, that's why Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Because true love makes you go feed his sheep. True love makes you go reach out. The Lord said to me when I was reading, because there's a book that Pastor Lee got for me, it's called Passion for Souls. You know, this guy says that, um, you know, the... The people that he reached out to get where they neglected. Nobody wanted to hear about those people. The churches that were very wealthy didn't even hear. He was one man with all he had was a horse. D.L. Moody. All he had was one horse. One horse, one man, no team, went into that place. And before they know it, there were 2,000 people saved by one man. No sound system, no chairs. They sat on the floor. When we love, we've got no more excuses. I'm going to show you why most people's faith don't work. Just now. When you speak to things and they don't work. There are certain things God told me to speak to this year. These are big things. I am making different journeys to go speak to those areas. Because the way we got every building we ever have owned, which we still have and many of them, we have spoken to them first. But I don't speak only out of greed. I'm speaking in conjunction with an assignment. So I'm going to show you now. That my, oh yeah, this is what the Lord said to me. He says, the only pen I use in heaven is the pen of love. So I said, what does it mean? He says to me, anything you do on earth out of true love is recorded in my history books in heaven. Anything you do on earth to self-serve, anything you do yourself to show off, anything you do for yourself to be better than somebody else, anything you do yourself to make you look great is not known in heaven, even if it's God's work. Hello? 
where I must go to an old lady somewhere in Bulabula, where nobody's ever been. I must minister, I must give them food, I must sow my life to them, and nobody will ever know that I did that. Every anytime I go out and I want to do little photos to show how much plastic bags I've given them, I'm doing it so that I can look great, and that history is not written in the books of heaven. It's only the things that you do when you do them out of love that are written in the books of heaven. It's your choice you call me pastor, but I wouldn't mind if you called me Mr. Lamini, because it's not the title that makes me who I am. It is the, my, I want to just serve God. That's what I'm after. So that's why I never earn money from this ministry because my servanthood is not out of getting money out of people. My servanthood is for the love of God because I could get money out of everyone here and become the richest man on earth but in heaven I'm not known. I'd rather save one sinner and get one sinner saved and look after one sinner than to have a mountain of gold rising from my grave to the heavens. I'd rather have one sinner born again. The day I die, I'd rather have sinners born again than to have a mountain of gold reaching up to the heavens. You are on this earth in the orders of Jesus. Jesus came to get people saved. You are not on this earth for that nice house you are after. You are on this church for souls. When you are getting them born again, God knows you need a house to meet for a home sale. So God is going to give you the four-bedroom house so you can have a home sale and he can give you a nice lounge suite so that those souls can sit. The lounge was not given to you because you are good. It was given for the souls that are going to come sit on it so that they can see your God is a good God. And that they can believe in that good God. That's why it's been given to you. That's why I say seek first. So the very heartbeat of a truly converted soul is the ability to laugh. Family, we need to really laugh. We cannot go anymore saying Indians are like that. Whites are like that. Black people are like that. Zulus are like that. Costas are like that. We cannot go anymore segregating churches because of the way we look. The Bible says if you don't love, you abide in death even until now. It's time for this church to be a church that will love regardless of color, skin, background. Give me a loudest shout of amen in the house this morning. It is our time to walk like that with God. Soul winning, next slide, soul winning is a kingdom hidden treasure. Soul winning is a hidden treasure. People think it's confession. Let's just confess the word. I'm going to show you now, you know, we don't, maybe this week we won't, but next week you need to be in church. Because soul winning is a, this key I'm giving you, you won't think of a, you won't think of, you will become a landlord to other people. Many of you sitting in here, you are landlords, even though you are renting. You're renting because you have not found out the plan in the family business. You are struggling with that one little thing to make it work because you have not found the family business. Do you think God wants the souls that you are reaching out to? You're reaching out to your neighbors every week. Those neighbors come to your house. Now you are preparing them to bring them to Trinity. So you need to come here, my pastors. You are preparing them to come to church, right? God doesn't want them coming looking at that cracked house. Everything is cracked and falling apart and nothing is cut and looks like there are snakes in there. He doesn't want them coming there and saying, look at this house. Jeez, if this God they are serving is giving them this, I don't want this God. God wants your street to come to your house and say, I don't know who you are serving, 
whether there's a cat, a dog, a mouse, a dog, a, a, a whatever, a hyena, give me this God. Because your God is a good, good God. That's why he'll give you that nice thing. The nice thing is not given to you because you prayed. The nice thing is being given to you for the purpose. Everything under the earth has got a purpose, including the sun. The sun is making everything grow. Supplying food to plants and all of that. It's, there's a purpose. God never creates things just for sure. So winning is a kingdom hidden treasure. If you're not doing it, you are very lost. We're not going to go to Proverbs 11.30 because of time. Because I want to jump to something that I believe I have to, uh, to finish up with this. Alright. Last key. Not last key, but last point on this key for today. Because there are about four more points I have to go through next week. And I won't do justice if I just rush through them now. True soul winners walk and display a supernatural God-begged faith that ordinary, non-witnessing Christians fail to comprehend. I'm going to read it again. True soul winners. I said true. Because some are not true soul winners. They do it whenever. But a true soul winner was burning with getting people coming to Christ. Who walk and display a supernatural God-begged faith that ordinary, non-witnessing Christians fail to comprehend. They won't understand the faith you walk in. Let's go to Luke 8, 22, 25. Luke 8, 22, 25. This is very powerful. My, I'm telling you, family, this is a secret. This is a hidden treasure. One day Jesus said to the disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and started. Now stop there. Why did Jesus cross to the other side? You know there's that saying, why did the chicken cross the road? Or well, people say, because he wanted to go to the other side. Me, I say, because it wanted to, be, to commit suicide. You cross the other side and there are all those cars in the highway. You are dead, you understand? But why did Jesus say, why? Listen, when you read the, the Bible, let the Holy Spirit teach you the word. One day Jesus said to the let's cross. Why were they crossing? People are interested in everything that happened in the middle. The middle won't really make sense and give you the power. All you have is a principle. If you don't know the end of the story, the, you only receive principles. You don't receive the power in the scripture. Jesus was going to the other side because there was a soul that was made. He's made men of Gadara. He had a legion of devils. That soul had to be born again. If you read the whole scripture, Jesus crosses, gets one soul born again, and Jesus goes back. The reason why Jesus was crossing to the other side with 12 strong men and boats and fuel to go to the other side is to get one soul saved. That's why Jesus was going to the other side for that one soul. Verse 20, let's go to verse 23. As they sailed across, Jesus um, settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we are going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. The storm stopped. He rebuked, he spoke to it. So the waves and the storm stopped and all was calm again. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Now let's stop there. If Jesus was crossing the lake to go see his grandfather, the storm would not have calmed down. If Jesus was crossing the sea to go to a club, to a brothel. There was a brothel on the other side. Him and his guys were going to have a... They were going to be dancing. They were born again Christians, but they wanted to enjoy 
the treasures of the world. The storm will not have calmed down. If Jesus was going to the other side on his own mission, the storm will not have calmed down. Jesus was going to the other side to go get a soul saved because the Father said, you can read it throughout, the Father said, for this reason I came to the earth to seek and to save that was lost. The Father's business was to get people saved even if it's one man. Remember, I read you 99 sheep. He left them and went for one. So he says, even if I have to go for one person, I will cause you to speak to a storm. It must stop because of the mission you are after. Our problem is this. We forget about the mission. We don't even do the mission. We don't even witness to anybody. We decide, oh, I'm going to Jobek because there's better money there. The wind happens in the middle. The hijackers come in the middle. You, don't, you can rebuke. Pastor Wilson said, I must speak to them. You will speak to them and you'll be shot and diced in any way. Because you are in Jobek with your own mission Real faith that works is begged up by God when you are on a God mission. I could speak to this building and get it because God wanted it for his mission. What I did when I spoke, I just activated that which was already there. When I spoke to my pla other places where we have, when I spoke to those places, those places were for the mission of the kingdom. It was not just for me to run. Listen, let me say this, some, this to some of you. Do you know why I run a business? Let me tell you why I run a business so that some of you can understand today. I'm not running a business to make money. The reason why Pastor Lee and I run a business we want to stay unspotted. If I buy a car, I'll buy it out of my business. I don't have to come and put that weight on you. My salary I need every month to survive, to pay all my bills. I get it from my own business so that I don't have to come and put the weight on you. I don't have to take the money that belongs to this building and take it over and put it in my house because I really need rent or bond to be paid over there. And therefore the church is now repossessed because I'm trying to put money in my house because there's not enough money for both this place and that place. Then I come here on Sunday and I begin to beat people up. If you don't give, I'm going to curse you and I say that. Because I just want money because I can feel my bills are not paid. The reason why I run a business is not to make money and to be a rich man. is so that I can sustain my own life in order to do the work of the Lord without hindering the people of God. And where God has called them to go. And what they must be doing in their future. So that I'm unspotted by what people might say. So that everything I have, God is providing so that I'm able to do my work without any strain. or I'll come here and do prayer meetings and I don't have to be paid or phone a few of my leaders and say, guys, please deposit 300 for fuel because pastor is running low. No, I'll come here driving my car, having put my fuel. For that reason, I run a business so that it can pay me while at least I do my real job, which is ministering to you this morning. So the business is for the kingdom. I'm not just looking for an extra thing to make money. Let me do this on the sideline. Let me sell candy floss on the sideline. I'm not looking for extra money. The reason why the business works, let me tell you something. In our business, I can guarantee you, I've worked with angels that are not people. Because the Bible says that 
some of you, you have saved angels and you didn't unawares. Yeah. <laughs> you have helped angels. I can tell you now, I have had people walk in that way. I've got, I get supernatural people sent to me by Jesus. Yeah. I don't think of bills and, and wages and who I need to pay. I don't even think of that in my way. Why must a soldier think of bills when he's working for a government? Yeah. The reason why your business is struggling you are working for you. Yeah. I must work and I must, I must, I have to work, you know, I have to make this plan and I have to, I've got other ideas which I won't even talk to you about. Just as soon as yesterday, God gave me an idea and I sent it to a group of engineers in India and they're busy working on that thing. They sent me a message already yesterday saying to me, we are working on it, we're going to get back to you. There's something that God has given me an idea which I want to start again. It's not my idea. How many of you know if, if all you knew about me was this suit I'm wearing today and the car that I'm driving today, I'm already okay. How many of you know that? Why must I get extra suits for what? The money is not for extra suits. Listen, don't go on Instagram and look at those things and think that's real life. Those girls are polished. Where have you ever seen a person without a dimple nothing? Where? They are beauty filters. So don't try and be under pressure. And they try and stand like this so that they, you know, in a way, anybody stands like this and pushes their booty out, they're going to look a little bit different. I mean, don't go and let social media, so, so people end up stealing because they want that life. You know, they got a little glass there in a restaurant, and they got a little glass with wine in there, and they're doing something. I don't know, I don't know the things they do. But I'll be looking at them as I'm gonna slip you sideways. They'll be looking at that thing, and they, you know, be, that little glass of wine, and they're doing and they're and they are, you know, busy, you know, with their little phone there and trying to make, you know, and, and doing all of that. Don't fall for those traps. You are not of this world. Your business is not to go to a restaurant and spend a thousand rand on a bottle of wine. And spend another 10,000 on food. And for some of you that are exercising, your metabolism is fast. That 10,000 will be in the toilet in 30 minutes. <laughs> 10,000 in the toilet. <laughs> Toilet port, you understand? You got accelerated metabolism. Your money is not to show off assets. In a, if you're running a business here just to get extra money, believe you me, it's not gonna work. It's gonna steal from you. I know. You would do it, but you never build. So our businesses is not motivated by money. It's motivated by souls. I don't need to come here and give burden to my people. And I have to phone Ian and say, Ian, please, please, Ian, you know, I mean, I'm your pastor now, I have to go preach, you know, and my life has been cut for the last three weeks and it's five. And Ian has got his family to feed. I don't want you to give in this church out of compulsion. 
I want you to give out of your heart to the king. So that I'm forced and, 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 and we need to live a lifestyle that I'm calling myself blessed, but I'm not living. And now I want to be blessed on somebody else's pocket. So our business is so that we can wake up on a Sunday morning with our lights paid and we are in a decent house and we've got fuel and we've got a car and we can drive to church. But so that you can see your pastor coming and say, wow, this is my pastor and your pastor is at food in the morning. He's healthy as well so that he can minister the word to you. It's motivated by um, John 20, feed my sheep. John 21, feed my sheep. It's motivated by John 21, feed my sheep, Wellington. So everything, the boat that Jesus got in to go to the other side, they, they had that boat motivated by the souls they needed to save on the other side. You will be a billionaire here. Some ideas that God is giving me, you can be a billionaire. Some of you here can be a billionaire, millionaire. Mautai. We won't even talk about money. Because money, do you know the U.S. Army in their infantry? Well, let's not even talk about the U.S. Army. Let's talk about the South African Army. I don't know if you heard about the arms deal. Some of you have heard about the arms deal in the last years. You know, they took $60 billion into the arms deal. Government has got tens of billions. In South African government, worth of infantry in the army. Army infantry. I'm talking about tanks and, 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 you know, and submarines. They've got billions worth of equipment. Do you know that not one soldier works for the South African government ever bought one thing there? There's a soldier right now in the Navy driving a submarine that costed 15 billion US dollars. The guy is pressing all the little buttons in there. He's enjoying the aircon. Who, whose aircon do you think it is? You think he bought it? No, he didn't. As long as that general is obedient, he'll be driving that submarine until he's old. As long as Pastor Wellington is obedient, he'll drive any car he wants. I'll even have a jet one day. It's going to happen. If my jet is to go and get so saved where the aeroplanes can't get to, and I've got that true, genuine heart, I'll get the plan because I'm not buying it. Now, God can use something I've developed. He developed through me. But it's still God who did it. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Is somebody getting something? Or maybe, maybe you thought maybe I was going to tell you, God is about to bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, gee, lift up your hand. because No, 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 no. You need teaching. This is vital information. True soul winners walk and display a supernatural God-baked faith that ordinary non-witnessing Christians fail to comprehend. When I say non-witnessing, these are Christians that love God, they come to church, but they don't love him according to John 21. They don't feed his sheep, they don't reach out to sheep, they don't reach out to their neighbor, they don't talk to other people, they don't talk their testimony. They do love God, but they're too shy to do that. And, and so they don't have a power in their faith. There's a power that we have. Everything we've ever had, we speak to house. I, I've got a full envelope. There's my wife. I've got not just an envelope. I've got on my phone. My phone is down there. Anyone can see it at a request if you want. I've got on my phone. Some of you see me. I come driving a black car here sometimes. I got on my phone where I downloaded the picture of that exact same car. Exactly. Not another one. Exactly that same one. I've got a picture. And I've got the, the petition, and I've got the place where I speak to the car. 25 days later, that car was in my house. And I've got a full envelope at my house. 
I'll show you the piece of furniture. I'll show you where I spoke to it on that petition. It's got days and times. I'll show you each thing, where I spoke to it, where it came, where I spoke to it, where it came. When I speak, it happens all the time. Why? Because my speaking is begged up by the mission. That's why I did not start giving you the key of the power of the words. I had to give you the key of family business because the power of the words would not have made sense to you. They've gone speaking to things and didn't work. So the Lord said to me, don't speak. That was the next key I was supposed to speak. Because I don't speak about the power of the words because that may, people are only teaching about the power of the words, but they're not teaching my people how to go for my mission. He says to me, they are not showing them the destiny. The destiny was the soul. They are just showing them the principle. And the principle without a mission is powerless. We do not come to you with persuasive words, empty words, forces, but I came to you in demonstration of power of the Spirit. Power of the Spirit. So the thing is that you can have the principles of God, you can know, okay, when this happens, let me speak life, speak life, speak life. But if you are speaking life while you are going to the club, it's not going to work. You're speaking life while you're going to cheat on your wife. It's not going to work. i got to speak life. That I don't get an accident. Otherwise, my wife will catch me. You're going to have an accident. You're going to die. Because the speaking is not going to work. Because speaking works in conjunction with mission. Speaking is a weapon for God's kingdom. Buy into the family business and see your life change. Abraham, Isaac, was given to Abraham. You know why? Because Abraham had become the, become the father of many nations. It was about people. God wanted the nation of Israel to be born. And that nation was going to become our forefathers. Without Isaac, it was not possible. So Isaac had to come to an old man, even if he was old. It was beyond his age. But Isaac had to come because of the destination not because it's just a miracle. Because of the mission. Don't look at the miracle. Look at the end of it. Everybody just You know, when they're old, they got a baby. Abraham not being moved by doubt. Abraham spoke. But what was the mission for the baby? Now my question is, what's your mission in 2022? Excuses, I can't anymore. The more excuses you make, that's why Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Peter was making excuses, was busy fishing. I love you, but you know I don't have time, I have to fish. I love you, but you know I have to catch, I have to survive. I love you, but, I love you, but, I love you, but, I love you, but, I love you. And the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I love you, but, I love you, but, 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 but. So there's so many buts, you never get to get it done. But those that understand the treasure of soul winning and begin to win souls, God will give you a big enough car. God will remove that little car. When you make up your mind, I want to pick up people. Pastor Lee reminded me the other day. Do you know, Lizzo, that? Do you know our first two vehicles? My first car. Queen knows me from there. My first car that we had, I had a red BMW. You still remember the red BMW, Queen? That red BMW only picked up people. It was a church bus. I drove around and picked up people. How do you think this ministry started? When we were still in the tent, we had a little Kia truck. Do you still remember the Kia truck? 
um, young queen. I was showing some other girls in the offices, we knew, whatever. But I said, Queen, she knows the care truck. I had a little care truck. Guess what used to happen in the care truck? Me, Mina, Eka, Pastor Wellington. Before church begins, I'll take the care truck. I'll go from point to point, picking up my church people with that little care truck. Before I preach. Some of these excuses that I get from people nowadays, it just makes me want to puke. I'll take my care truck in the morning. Church starts at 9. That time. Take my care truck. I must travel at 7 o'clock. Pick up the people. Because I need to be in church in time to test the sound with them. Bring them with that care truck full to the back. It was full. Then I'll drop. Sometimes I go for two lords and bring the lords. Now they're there. Some walk and some will bring. And they'll come now to church. Then after I drop them at church, I'll preach to them. Then after I preach to them when service is done and there's no aircon in that tent. You're sitting here in this beautiful 10 million rand building. It was a 10,000 tent to a 10 million rand building from a 10,000 tent. That 10,000 rand tent, I picked up people. I was faithful. I was diligent. Even though it was falling apart, we had little banners in there to make it as nice as we could. We got souls in a predominantly Zulu area where we were singing these same English songs then and it didn't make sense. After service, I take the people, drive them and drop them from each and drop them in their different spots. After service, my wife will be sitting in a hot tent waiting for me to come back one hour later. Shame. Then some people sitting in a building like this, somebody just went, your husband went for 10 minutes, you're already angry. Stop being a chicken. Save God. And I'll come pick it up an hour later. She doesn't look like this anymore. She looks red. It's hot in there. And then I'll take my wife to go home. Watch here. On a Monday to a Friday, what are we doing in the week? Where is um, um, Mr. Mr. Kiss's son? What's his name? Butle. Butle's Butle here. Butle. Heaven, did you see me come into your house before? Those years. He saw me. I used to come there. I used to visit my people. That's how I got Queen. Queen was hanging clothes on a line there. Today, Queen is in church. Queen was those sexy Instagram girls. Today she's serving God. Give the Lord a hand of praise in the house. Hallelujah. She's serving God today. Because now, now when I trace my life, I see why God took us out of a tent. 10,000. 100 fold return. 10 million from 10,000. The, the, the car that we're driving that time was, was maybe, uh, what, 170,000 rand? 160,000 rand at BMW that time, and we're struggling to pay for it. Today, we've got one that costs 1.7 million in the garage. Because that small one was a seed to bring people to God's house. It wasn't my car. Even today, when I meet people on the road, I'll still pick them up with that one. Because even that one is not mine either. 
It's an asset. There's nothing too beautiful for me not I can use for Jesus. Nothing. Nothing too nice, nothing too something, nothing too beautiful that I can use for you. No more excuses. And so I'm trying to show you, family, please don't hear what I'm saying. I'm not trying to break on you. I'm trying to show you. You are dealing with real men and women. I'm not, I'm not some, some, some that fell from heaven. We did all of that. Pastor Lisa sang in the worship. Team, for long. And she ushered. For long time. Prayer meeting, serving God. There was no excuse. We went home and we were tired. But we got out, we washed our faces. We are out at 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock in the night, reaching out to God's people. Today, God can give me multiple million rand properties everywhere and more this year that the Lord spoke to me about and more other things coming. You know why? Because if my head is in soul winning, God has to make me look good for those souls. So when I speak, when I speak to the souls, when I tell you God is able, you can look at Pastor Wellington and you say, man, the same God this dude serves. <laughs> I want him to. Why? Because when you are saving souls, it's the greatest hidden treasure. This is the key. Make up your mind about souls. Do you know what Jesus said? If you do anything as to give a glass of water to this one, my father will give you a reward. You'll have a crown you can never. Don't ever do anything in your life. If you've made your mistakes, you better finish with them. Going forward, don't ever make a mistake that will cause these souls to fall. You think I didn't drive in that truck with girls that wanted to be fresh with me? After I preached under the anointing, the girls want to come sit next to, to me to feel the anointing. <laughs> Ask my wife. It's true. I still stood on the word of God and said, I will not get one of these to sin because my mission is so winning. Give the Lord a hand of praise and a shout in the house. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, I'm passionate about this thing. Stand up to your feet because we're out of time. Hallelujah. We'll carry on next week. We're out of time. You can get up to your feet. Let me tell you, family, these things I'm telling you, you don't get. I've overtaken people that, I've overtaken family members and people and generations in our lives. Why? Because the, the greatest hidden treasure of the kingdom is so winning. Thought is the principles. If we just speak the word, it's gonna work. Speak the word, it works. But what's your mission? Where are you off to? Father, I need that house. Father, please, Father, would you know? God is not giving it to you because your kids need a place to stay. God is giving it to you because of the mission. Pastor Lee, what did we say when we we're buying our property? Because we couldn't even afford the property. What was our motive for buying it? For the TV ministry. When we're buying our property, we said, Father, give us a big enough property so that we can also do the TV ministry. And we meant it. Today, you see us sitting on Faith Cell Live. We're even recording now TBN and Faith TV videos because we're going to go back on TV soon. We're busy recording all of those videos in that same house. Because when we bought it, we said, Father, this house is to get to the souls. It's not for us. The mission brought the house. I have never in all these years felt any 
um, difficulty paying that house back. In fact, we are in advance with tens of thousands in all our bones we owe with it. But we are in advance. We are over. Because those properties are for the mission of the kingdom. God will make, made Abraham rich because Abraham, his mission was to give birth to the Jewish nation. Can somebody hear what the words coming out of my mouth today? All right. Oh, man. Father, I'm telling you, if you were here in front, you can sense what I'm talking about. It's like there's something, there's something, it's like the, there's, there's an anointing, there's a presence around here, a presence. I literally feel tangible presence of the, of the Lord. There's a presence. What do you think heaven is doing now? Heaven is celebrating. We found a minister. This is just one of the keys. Now I'm going to go to another key. But I'm giving you a key. God said, teach them 12 keys per year. These are the keys they need. So some of you know how to speak, know how to have faith, but you don't, don't do so winning. You have missed out the key. There's one door that is not open for that treasure that belongs to you. It's time to be so winners in the kingdom. Every eye is closed, every head is bowed. Pastor Wendell, please pray for me. I would like to make Jesus my Lord and my Savior. This is the most important part of the meeting. Trinity Christian, please don't walk out at this time when we are calling for souls. This is the reason why we're at this whole service. is for souls to be born again. This is the most important part of the, of, the, of the service. Now we've got our workers and some of the head pastors and some of you see them sometimes walking around, but that's fine. They're putting order in the house because they know what they're doing. But if you just came to church today, don't, don't be in a hurry because this is the most important part of the service. More than anyone else. More than even the, whatever we've done, the preaching. The preaching is fine, but this... Are we supposed to do Holy Communion, Pastor Lee? I forgive, uh, forgive me, we'll do it next week. It's fine. Let's do it next week. So you can just drop it on your way out. Amen. When you go out. I completely forgot. But anyway. But the message was good, right? Amen. Let's, let's, let's. let's. Alright, every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor Wellington, I would like to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You are here this morning and you want to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And he said, Pastor, I want to please pray for me today. I want to pray for you today. And I want to lead you to Jesus. Amen. Every eye is closed. And every head is bowed. Nobody's looking at you. Don't feel bad. As we call your name, you'll be counted as one of God's children. God is really after that. You are here today. Say, Pastor, I want to please pray for me. Maybe you've strayed away from God. Maybe your passion for God has been lost along the way. Maybe during this lockdown, you have never really just walked with the way you want to walk with Christ. But today, you say, I'm giving my heart to Jesus. I'm coming back again. Lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. You know, personally and I, we constantly... Even those years, when other people had lost the fire, we never lost our fire for Jesus. We just kept on, even when it was hard, man. It was a hard road to hope. We were trusting God, but, but we just kept on it. We never sat down to think of anything else. and We just kept on doing what we needed to do. Pastor, please pray for me. I would like to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. You need to come into the same family where God has brought us in. Pastor, Wellington, maybe you are, you are not where you need to be. Like God has been like, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Um, you know, we pop up your hand. I want to pray for you. Then there's another group I want to pray for. You know in 2021, you never reached out to souls. 
you know you've been doing whatever you were doing with your life you love god but this message i'm preaching was never on the forefront of your mind you never put soul winning as the reason for the for living soul winning is the reason for living so winning is why you are alive so winning is why you were born so winning is why you were saved so winning is why you're brought into the kingdom you're here say pastor please pray for me today i am coming and joining with all the soul winners maybe last year you didn't do what you're supposed to do but this morning together we're going to repent and we are going to say from this very moment we are going to go and do the mission for the kingdom amen if that's you, I'm going to call you to the front. I just want you to put your hand on your heart and I want to pray. Put your hand on your heart. Say, Pastor, from this year, I'm going to be a true soul winner. I know. You know in 2021, maybe you didn't even make an effort. You missed the treasure. You missed the key. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me for not getting soul saved. For not speaking to people about you. Help me not to be shy. Bring me opportunities to be a soul winner. Holy Father, thank you. My testimony will change people. There are so many good things you have done for me. As I save souls, as I win souls, all my needs are met. In Jesus' name. My body is even healed as I seek and serve the lost. In Jesus' name. Now listen to me. God will heal your body. Pastor Lee had kidney problems like I've never seen. She was in hospital two weeks, then out of hospital for a week and back in hospital. She was in hospital when we met. She was in hospitals. Then she had this problem, that problem. When Pastor Lee and I made up our mind to be true soul winners, she got healed from a kidneys completely over 20 years ago. And does never ever come back on it again. She got healed from neck pain and from other ailments. Pastor Lee will be so out of it. Sometimes I took bath here. I took bath here sometimes. Those years. So you can see that this is not just a fluff relationship. Talking about when we just met those early years. I would help her, I would bathe her, I would do whatever I needed to do. Because the Lord said to me, she's first a soul before she's your wife. So no matter her shortcomings, no matter what we went through, I still looked at her as a soul. And she looked at me as a soul. That's how your marriages can stay for a long time. Because those people are souls. They are not just people you marry. Right. Now, if you pray that prayer, um, I don't know if anybody's coming, if it's you today, but all those that want to help in soul winning, to get this key to work, you need to be taught. We are starting foundational kids. I think JC will explain more. But we are starting foundational um, courses. The foundational course is just to help you how to lead somebody to Jesus for yourself. It's not even for God. Because the key opens up treasure for you. So it's going to help you how to meet somebody and know how to actually have a conversation. Because some of you are very shy people. And shyness is not from God. You know that, eh? Don't be shy. Speak to people. So the foundation, of course, helps you to be confident when you talk to somebody. 
and talk to them about Jesus. Even when you give them now your testimony, but you have started the conversation, you understand what I'm saying? And you know how to lead them. So that's why we're turning this foundation up. So the imperative, if you want to open doors, you had my testimony. I can tell you many testimonies, but I don't have time, of how we just focused on getting people born again and everything God gave us was purely for souls to be born again, including business. I told you in my heart today about business because I've never told people this. But I just told you so you can know that it's not a money thing. It's just for us to have a salary to do the work. This I'm doing today is 